0: What's up, Smokin' Oakies? This is Evan coming in at the beginning of our second episode to let you know about a few small inconsistencies we have. Nothing huge, nothing that should impact your experience, but first, this was, as we note, a test episode of our remote recording environment, and at the time, I was on some really shitty internet. Because of that, you're going to notice my cadence speeding up and sounding a little weird. It's just a bug, and it's something you won't experience going forward because I actually have internet now. Uh, the second thing is we make reference to a news story and we do basically flesh the story out, but it was something that we had talked about in a previous banked episode that you will be hearing soon. So just so you all know, just a few snags that we have moved forward from, I hope it doesn't impact your listen. And as always, please let us know if you have questions, concerns, or whatever. We're on Discord, Facebook, Instagram, blah, blah, blah. Hail Satan.
1: Hey, I'm Brandon, and this is my buddy Evan. We are the Smokin' Okies, Oklahoma's premier cannabis podcast. And we are test recording our uh, remote recording capabilities here. So that would be the explanation for the audio change, and hopefully it works out. So, as I'm usual,
0: open. I'm on some yeah. caveman.
1: At- yeah, yeah. You live over there in the <laughs> internet desert. So. I'm, I'm just glad that i can understand what you're saying so <laughs> uh as usual to be we back. open the show with what is it we're smoking right this is a cannabis podcast of course right. of course it's probably a given we're going to smoke while uh we're on the show so what are you smoking evan
0: man i got a few things as always i've got a zin 150 gummy in me that's kicking in right this second i'm flushed faced and feeling great to tell you the truth Mm. (laughs) and then i'm also cheaping on in my air riser some uh purple mountains majesty from a better bud which is my favorite dispensary down here in lawton it is good shit
1: nice you said the strain was what i'm sorry i
0: was turning my damn thing off no you good what was it's your cool, strain? Uh purple mountains majesty, which mm. purple mountains majesty. Never heard
1: of it, but I like it because I like I'm sucker for purple. <laughs> it's That's my favorite pounds color pounds and, pounds and it pounds. happens to be a weed color. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, best colors. Yeah. That's All a good right. What weed colors?
0: Yes. Yeah, weed colors.
1: Oh, uh, it's mostly just like orange, purple, green, and red, right?
0: <laughs> well, you know, we got that one that I forget if it was, Ma- it wasn't Maui Wowie. It was Alcapuco Gold from um, Kush Gardens up there that was so purple, it was almost black.
1: You oh, know, dude. Kind of yeah. Like,
0: but but it didn't hit me that good, which was weird kind of as an aside. Usually Kush Gardens does me real well. That wasn't a complaint.
1: Uh-huh. You Well, this, uh, I had a, a Deadhead OG. I forget where, I think I bought it from... Capital Dank. Uh it was like last year sometime. And it also it was so purple, it looked black. Like I I had left for a while, came back, and I think I went back to Indiana and came back or something. And I checked checked my weed and I thought maybe it was molding. So I got my um I got my loop out and looked at it. I'm like, holy shit, that's just real
0: purple, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Uh, that's, that's that's what we're popping on right now alongside concentrates. Um, to explain a little further to the listeners today, alongside the what we're smoking, we're also talking about, A, some news that happened, but our big focus is legislation. So as we go on today and kind of move down the list, we're going to be talking specifically about potential Oklahoma cannabis laws that could affect us uh, us patients here in the state. Are they to pass? We're going to talk about them, their impacts, and so on here a little bit later in the episode. Now I'll turn it back to Blake. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, as for what I'm smoking here, my turn. Uh, I've got some Kim Sunset from Okie Kush Club, and as you guys know, I'm a fan of that place. <laughs> yes, I uh, I got this from their Midtown location in Midtown, Oklahoma City i uh, never been to that one i gotta say it is just as aesthetically pleasing as the one and more like they really know their interiors man like you you walk in and they've got these giant like bay window size blown up in images of uh pot plant of marijuana plants uh in in flower so you got these big beautiful buds mm-hmm. just all over the walls it's great uh, and it's real clean and everyone's nice there. Everyone's so damn polite. I can't say enough good things about that place. So far the weed's been good. I haven't smoked any of this yet, but it smells, it smells pretty hmm, good smells great. It's got a kind of a punchy uh, oh, kind of a citrusy mm, I don't know. I don't know mm-hmm. how to describe that shit. I'm always afraid of being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <I get> that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's what I'll be smoking this episode. And I will also be... Right on, um, so I
0: promise i cutting up for a second.
1: Uh, it's probably a Zoom thing. I think we have a little bit of a lag sometimes. But here's right. the first puff of the Kim Sunset. mm-hmm I'm going to go hit my vape now. It's a very, away. very smooth weed. Mm. I made the uh, mistake of exhaling through my nose, though, so I want to sneeze.
0: <laughs> <So> <laughs> you know, I found the turpy weed does that to me. The terpier it is, the more it burns my nose. It makes me want to sneeze.
1: And it smells, it's got that really like, spicy smell when it gets in your nose, you know? <clears throat>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that that this purple mountains majesty is kind of like that too it's got that real strong almost peppery terpy taste and it actually is a terp that's related to pepper i wonder if that's what it is mm. but it burns it's a good burn yeah
1: i can't speak too much on the flavor i mean it, it was real smooth it's really subtle <clears throat> but uh i guess the high will be evidenced as uh, we go on in the recording here <laughs> right so uh right. You mentioned your air riser, and I believe we talked about that actually on our last show. Uh, but you right. did get another weed device that you have been like over the moon about this past week. <laughs> so yeah, why, why yeah. don't you tell people
0: about your magic butter maker? <laughs> all right. Finally, <laughs> my chance to go CrossFit on you all with this thing, man. <laughs> it's called a magic butter machine, and it is amazing you take this thing. I'm going to sound like an ad guy. Cause when I get into shit, whatever, but I'm not being paid yet by them guys. <clears throat> it's, uh, it's a big, uh, it looks like a big tea kettle, right? And it's aluminum. And all you do is you put decarb butter in it and then your other ingredients. So like, if you're making butter, then you would put your butter in there. If you're making tincture, you would put, we put Everclear in it. If you're making brownies, you can put coconut oil in it and it takes it. And it's got like a, like that really, really thin blender on a straw type thing that you see on machines at the coffee shop. I don't know what it's called. It's got one of those and it's got a temperature thing and it does all the heating and blending and it chops the weed up into like a fine dust and totally breaks down the V carb and infuses it with your liquids that you can then cook with or whatever. I'm munching on a brownie right now that we made from some really good flour that we actually bought from Oki Kush Club, about an ounce of good flour from there. And these things—if I eat too much of them—do they knock me on my ass? They're the best brownies I've ever had, which is saying a lot. Mm-hmm. Highly recommended.
1: I haven't gotten to try it yet, but I've—I've I've heard him talk about it for like uh, about a week. <laughs> it's been a week or two weeks now. I'm not sure. Probably about two. And, yeah, I haven't gotten to try any of them, but uh, I've got high hopes. <laughs> We're kind of and. Just to let you out there know, you listeners, we're separated, not only, you know, because of the pandemic, like everyone, but man, that weather that hit us, right? Right. (sighs) I feel, I feel for the guy, the people down in Texas that had even less infrastructure, you know, for this, but man, Oklahoma got hit hard too.
0: Yep. You know, Texas, not only did their infrastructure get bombed, they also don't have medical. So they must have really been reaching out to people on Reddit trying to get help last week if they had electricity. Uh,
1: Oh (laughs) man. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's tragic more so the, uh, the, you know, what happened to actual people, but we lost a lot of plants down there in this storm guys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mind, dude, I was shaking every day. We got a certain number of plants in a certain area of my house that isn't very insulated. I'm just, I don't want to get robbed. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, because of this lack of insulation that my my wife who does the grow is very 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 good about managing the temperatures and shit but i was scared shitless we were going to lose power for a day and mm. that that was going to be it and all of our work all of her work would be gone because these plants are working amazing so yeah. thank you to pso for not shutting the power off in line
1: yeah i gotta say uh og and e thanks for uh, i personally i only saw a little blink of power loss so you know I'm not growing. I live in an apartment, so I can't, but I will be in the future.
0: And I can't wait. <laughs> you know, there was some other shit that went down in the snow too. Um, did you see we talked a little bit about plant med?
1: Plant med. Yeah, mm.
0: that, that there's a there's a dispensary in OKC, the shooting.
1: Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now I remember. That? not being mean it is kind of an uninspired name it's one that you can forget easily i had to look it up yeah i'm not sure yeah uh
1: Everything like has plant or something or whatever, or medical or you know, something to do with a plant or something to do with medical in these names. Yeah. We have this is something we will talk about uh maybe on a future episode, but the naming conventions of uh you know anything cannabis related.
0: it has gotta change.
1: <laughs> yeah, we need to get a little more creative, guys. That's all I'm gonna say for now.
0: <laughs> now onto the now, the good news is here, nobody died. The dude might still be in critical condition, he was. Let me me start from the beginning here. Like I told you, Blake, initially, the news story was at this plant-made dispensary, a a, a bud tender got into an altercation with a customer outside. The fight continued inside. And at some point, the dispensary employee pulled a gun and shot the dude in the chest and damn near killed him by the sound of it. He had to have surgery. Uh (laughs) Now, from that, and hell, I could read you my Reddit post. Um, I said... I would be pretty confident that some dickhead customer came in there starting shit, didn't have his card, got kicked out and then ended up, you know, getting physical and needing to be shot. Right. Mm -hmm. Because anybody who goes into a dispensary has an experience where some dickhead customer is being completely out of line. Like it just, that's how it works. Everybody's seen that. Um, come to find out though. And here's the big reveal for the podcast. I was wrong. There was a fucking armed dispensary employee who was arrested because he shot an unarmed homeless dude inside the dispensary. What? Yeah. Wow. The news story says that the police took the guy in. He's still in critical condition. That uh, he, I'm just going to read the quote. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was in the parking lot doing something to vehicles, a cop said, messing with them somehow or doing something to them when an employee went out and confronted him and told him to leave the vehicles alone. Okay, so that was not in this news article when I read mm-hmm. this. Okay,
1: yeah, because... Uh... <laughs> I was going to say, I, I'm kind of need to hear the motive here, you know. Right,
0: you know if you're just going out shooting homeless people, you can't be, you can't be, you know, pat- yeah, that, in your life. that doesn't. Yeah, work.
1: that that went from just maliciously evil to okay, you know, there's something going on at least.
0: This says that they the guy went back in the store and the homeless dude followed him. Another verbal confrontation ensued, and at some point, the employee fired at the man, striking him in the chest. And the dude got arrested for it, so the police apparently thought they had enough evidence, or at least they had enough evidence to let the prosecutor decide. I don't know. Now, people on Reddit are (laughs) saying – oh, sorry about that. People on Reddit are saying that, like on Facebook – and, of course, this shit always goes on – that the story is a lot different, but that's the official story.
1: So, well, the official story to me sounds like that guy did not have any reason to use any sort of force like that. So – Yeah, I, I, ugh, I believe that's that's wrong, and yeah.
0: My my person, I don't want to turn it into, of course, listen to a gun podcast, but like, uh-huh. if you're in a position where you're legally carrying a firearm mm-hmm. and you're just looking at somebody's property, like their car, there's not a situation where it's you shouldn't just lock the door and call the police or whatever. Yeah, like you're opening the door to pulling that gun out. In my opinion, and I'm very pro gun. I'll, I'll, I'll stop it there. Sorry about
1: that. Yeah. I will say, like, at uh, I have a military background, and the rules of engagement, even for the military, like, uh, even when I was in Iraq, were that you could only use deadly force to meet deadly force or stop deadly force from being used on others, you know, that sort of right. thing. So, <laughs> yeah, that was not an escalation of force that went properly, in my That's opinion. <laughs>
0: From, from that news story anyway, not Yes, Northern from the
1: official story. As I understand it,
0: uh, it's kind of weird. I thought that would be kind of shocking to you. And it's sad. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sad that that kind of shit has to happen. However, it goes down. Like I've seen some really intense yelling matches in dispensary that I almost as a man, like felt qualified to step in on. It was between two women and shit like that where women, like the, the woman was being really unreasonable in that situation, but it seems like it's always the customer. So that was kind of shocking to me to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Like, when we went to work at that one unnamed Death Star together, we weren't going, to- <laughs> maybe the, today's the day I get to shoot somebody,
1: you know? No, no, no that was never... Yeah, there was never any malicious stuff. I mean, even because everyone at their job will complain about their job at some point. And when you work with the public, you're going to complain about the public, yep. you know, and, uh, but never was it any malicious crap like that, you know, it was just complaining about annoyances and things, you know.
0: All right, you know, you might like by somebody really unreasonable. And every now and then you might think, well, that dude needs his ass beat, but that's usually as bad as it goes. <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, man. and then you and then you forget about them, like you know, <laughs> at least by the next day.
0: <laughs> it's, just, it's crazy to think, man. And you got to feel for the guy too. Like I, I can't imagine going to work and then like ending the day in lockup with COVID going around. Like that's just that's a shitty situation. I hope everybody mm-hmm. comes out of it okay and better for it. Yeah,
1: so, I yeah. hope they do. But I think we're derailing here. We are a cannabis yeah. podca- podcast. I keep saying podcast on accident. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think maybe uh let's coin it like (laughs) but yeah let's get back to the cannabis
0: all right (laughs) okay how about some legislation yeah
1: let's get back to the weed
0: here's getting into the laws the
1: boring stuff no hey can i do a plug real quick (laughs) Yeah. yeah of course Okay, this this is just to get us back on track on a positive note here, and get us back on the cannabis before we get into the, all the boring law stuff, because this will help people get their card. Uh, last time I was at Ancient Remedies, I met with um, one of the representatives with Bloom Healthcare. Uh, And they, I told them I would let our listeners know that at Ancient Remedies, the dispensary, I'm sure you've heard us talk about and will continue to, up in Edmond, Oklahoma, on the third Thursday of every month, from 12 to 4, for $50, they have medical marijuana evaluations. (laughs) So you can get in there you can get a little discount get your card in and get your foot in the door a little cheaper um they're non-specialized pricing or non whatever they have uh their evaluations run at 75 um and they have an asterisk here veteran mmj evaluation is also 75 but they said uh that comes with assistance uh veteran veterans are processed for free your service for hours to qualify for the OMMA discounted rate, patients must have proof of Medicare, Medicaid, Sooner Care, or 100% disabled veteran status. Right on. Uh, and then they have also to list on here, just so you know all the prices out there, uh, listeners. Uh, for your renewal, it knocks it down to $50 because that's a little more It's simplified. Uh, $25 if you want them to help with processing. And then we have the state fee, which is $104.30. That just goes for everybody. You know, the state gets their part. So uh, their number here, if you would like to uh, use their services. Uh, Our staff will happily assist you in navigating the exciting, sometimes confusing world of medical marijuana. Need help with the OMMA? Patients must be 18 plus. Call for pediatric information at 405 310 8420. Again, that is Bloom Healthcare.
0: Right on. Hey, you know, as an aside to what Blake said, if you like the products that Ancient Remedies sells, you can generally trust any vendor that they recommend you to because the ownership there only works with and uses people they trust. So it's a really good system they've got there with regards to, you know, third parties that you might want to do business with through them.
1: Yeah. And Ancient Remedies, another shout out. Love that place. Last time I was in there, Oh, I was talking to the t- the twins were there, uh, oh, wow. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and uh, oh man, we ended up talking about Oreos. You know, like <laughs> like I said, it just feels like you're hanging out with people when you're in there. It's so cool. It's
0: super <laughs> cool, and it's neat that you can go in there. You know, again, I'm not going to skirt anything too politically top here. It's a store like kind of for women and shit, but they make us feel super welcome with scroungy dudes every time, and that we appreciate that. Yeah. I'm especially yeah. scroungy. <laughs> yeah, no, it's
1: a great place. Very comforting place. Uh, all's welcome, if at least it feels that way. And I think that's what they're going for. So shout out to Ancient Remedies. Now let's get into those boring laws,
0: huh? And yeah, the good news is <laughs> I picked out the ones with Amanda that were kind of interesting. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead in with a kind of somewhat boring one because it's cool. And also because it's really going to help get to the next ones. All right. Um, This is the only one thus far that has actually passed and approved. And as of February 19th, the House approved legislation to extend non-resident medical marijuana licenses from 30 days to two years. And what that means is right now, the state has previously the state had a system where you could mail the state and say, hey, I'm from Missouri and I got a medical card. Let me come to your state and buy weed. And they would give you a 30 day card. Now it lasts two years, which is awesome, in my opinion. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool, right?
1: So who 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 how do you get a non-resident card? Who is qualified for those?
0: Anybody with a medical card from a legal medical state, being from a recreational state. Okay, so
1: so the way I understand it is it's essentially like we're honoring their card, their state's card. It's just you got to pay us a little tax money to get in on the system right. sort of. Right.
0: There's, okay. there's a term my wife is in nursing. There's a term where some states will allow each other's nursing licenses to cross mm-hmm. collaborate. Well, it's the it's thing. the
1: same with carry permits. Uh, right. I, I forget what it's called too, but it's it's essentially where uh two states will honor each other's law or whatever. Right. Well that's cool. <laughs> uh man. Uh, totally skipping my yeah, whatever. But that's what it sounds like just with weed <laughs> with he medical a- states.
0: That one is notable. I'm sorry. I had a lag and I thought you were paused for me. Um, did you have anything else you want to say before I cut in?
1: No, that's it. I'm done.
0: Right on. Um, the, that one was mostly notable because it is, again, the only one in on this list that did pass with a vote of 52 to 32. So it kind of shows to me that the state keeps making reasonable decisions regarding cannabis. It makes me super happy as somebody who moved here for cannabis.
1: Yes. And also, man, it improves our state, too, because... The more people they allow to buy, that's more taxes they're coming up with, you know, mm-hmm. which improves the state overall. I'm, I'm pretty sure uh, do, isn't it in the marijuana legislature that a certain percentage of the taxes go to goes to education?
0: Yes, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but uh, thousands and thousands of teachers have been hired so far just from funds generated by medical cannabis cells. Yes. So look at that. Look at that. Weed is making Oklahoma smarter. (laughs) It it is. And that is great. Now here's something that's kind of dumb though. This one has not passed yet. It is Mm. proposed. And I don't know how far it will get or how popular it is. I didn't get to that depth of research. Okay. This one from representative Randy Randleman, um, would put a 44% tax on vape devices, which is unreal.
1: All right, you cut out a little bit there. So, so for the me- listeners, he just said a 44%
0: tax on all vape devices. Yes. And that that to me, I mean imagine owning a vape shop and all of a sudden all your shit's now 44% more expensive. It's crazy. Wow.
1: Yeah, that, that I mean that one hits that uh that one hits me cuz I'm using a vape to quit cigarettes. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And one of, I mean, yeah, one of the benefits of, of going to a vape versus cigarettes is the fucking price, man, right. you know, like you have the upfront cost of having to purchase a device, mm-hmm. but after that, to keep that device running and giving you the nicotine that you can, you can wean yourself off of is very cheap.
0: That, that's one of the things that makes this all so weird in Indiana, where I came from, they had a, a fairly unreasonable, in my opinion. Tax on the vape juice, right? If you're yeah. going to buy vape juice, then you pay the tax. Mm-hmm. Here, this language seems to indicate that whenever you go out and buy your vape battery, your vape mod, that's when they want to hit you with that 44%. Oh, tax from that initial. Oh, purchase,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm reading over it now. So it's just the device. Okay. Yeah. Which is just wild to me. Electronic smoking devices. Yeah. Huh.
0: So like your jewels. and Yeah, stuff,
1: you're right. right. That doesn't make sense. I automatically. <laughs> yeah, I assumed it was the other one because of the thing Congress passed to where uh, a vape juice can no longer be shipped or whatever right. by mail. Uh, or, or I don't know, they messed with the way it's shipped. So now the people I usually buy it off of, I can't buy off of after April, you know,
0: that's funny. better. stock up
1: yeah well they're actually they're going out of business because of it because all of their most they said 80 percent of their business was online so they're going under
0: you know you could see this law doing that exact thing to the vape shops here and i'm not i'm not crying for them i hate to see a small business go under anytime but like it sucks to think that that's what's going to hurt it cannabis smokers it's a pain in the ass The vape businesses that's like if it's not a death blow it's going to hurt yeah uh let's go into something more fun though i got yeah here what's that what do you got what do you got oh this is good okay this one is from rep scott fettgatter and sorry rep mr betgatter if i missed your name up there i'm just going to read it verbatim who is the same marijuana... one
1: who did the first one
0: yes yeah. yes uh, medical marijuana semicolon providing for animal patients medical marijuana licenses semicolon effectively and then in the the by the way sober and i think i got his name right on reddit their name right on reddit compiled all this and it's kind of their research that I took so if you hear this man thank you it's making a good episode so far yeah Um, the the big thing what that means is you go to the veterinary the vet um and you go to the vet and you let's say my cat gets car sick I don't know if this is a valid use the veterinarian might go okay well here's a weed gummy for your fucking cat enjoy it you know Um, and we had a really funny thing earlier I kind of fucked it up here where when I told Blake about this as kind of a warm-up I said vet and Blake please explain
1: yeah. So we were just bullshitting before the show and like, it came up to his mind. He said, yeah, the way he put it, I believe was, he just said, yeah, now vets will be able to prescribe uh, things to your pets. And I was like, wait, at first, at first I was like, wait, who and he's like vets. and I was like vets. Right. And I was like, I was so confused. And then it hit me because I'm a veteran, okay? And whenever I hear vets, like, shortened like that, I automatically think veterans. And I'm just sitting here wondering what kind of expertise or authority I would have telling people what the hell to give to their pets. Uh, <laughs> and this, I don't know, went on for a good couple minutes before I made the connection to veterinarian. And it was – I'm sorry you guys missed it, really. <laughs>
0: it was a great comment. I immediately got. Uh, My internet is unfortunately Uh, being slow due to the conversation we're having, and I mm -hmm. will look into this more. I wanted to see exactly what medical uses cannabis had for pets, because I know like dogs, for instance, you can't let a dog eat cannabis. They have symptoms like a stroke, and it's very unpleasant for them. Yeah. Um, This says here, it finally loaded, uh, veterinary species has led to a renewed interest in the possibility and promise of cannabis to treat certain health issues in the animal community. Oh, uh, you're starting um, to, uh, like I thought it says something about me. Oh,
1: your audio is starting
0: to twist, Better? And, you know, like cut out every now and then. I'm I going on too on, um, it, it's, it's, it says something about maybe horses, which is what I thought, but they haven't done a lot of work. So it sounds like Oklahoma is getting in front of the ball a little bit here.
1: Okay. So Oklahoma is getting, uh, the way I understand what you said is just get, getting out in front of, uh. Animal research with canvas as a medical
0: yeah. field,
1: veterinary yeah, like, veterinary field.
0: Yeah, they're just allowing it to happen because right now there don't appear to be a ton of use cases for it. Huh. Well, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of funny. That's like total late night fodder, like oh, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna get your dog high and watch Bill and Ted. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Which I, I think I've seen people do in my lifetime.
0: But uh <laughs> The, the, the one and it's it's bad because it's so scary for dogs. But the one story I will never forget is I got I said a dog of his ate a bunch of his gummies and they yeah. were walking in and It seemed fine. And he said it walked up and looked in the sky and just fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and It was laying there and it kept trying to get up, but its legs were stiff and it couldn't move. And like, it's funny to think about the image, but goddamn, that dog was actually feeling like he was having a stroke
1: yeah yeah you're right now i feel bad for laughing i know it's horrible (laughs) but i can't stop laughing
0: because
1: it's so adorable
0: so it uh, is keeping away from that listeners never let your dog near your cannabis
1: yeah i've i'm glad i've never gotten my dog high because i've always wondered and i'm like man she can't choose to do it so i'm not gonna force her to and i'm glad i didn't know poor little thing
0: (laughs) Um, would you like to deliver the next one?
1: Let's see. What is the number on it? Because I've uh, been pacing around like I do.
0: You're good. 1960.
1: 1960. From the notes I have here, it looks like uh, House Bill 1960 by R- Representative Scott Fetgatter. He's a uh, popular here. Yeah. Medical marijuana. Authorizing dispensaries to deliver to certain private residences effective date. Uh, this one, this is one that is up for proposal. Yeah. Oh, I like this one. Yeah, me too. Uh, are you talking about uh, weed delivery yeah. to my house? Yeah. Yes.
0: They have it Where on do it. I vote? Where the fuck do I vote? <laughs> well, I think the House has to vote on it. I wish there was a referendum. Oh, you, know? you could uh, you could get a hold of your representative.
1: That is true. Email your rep. Let them know we want this weed delivery. You're gonna have to word it a little differently if we want them to take us seriously, right. though, guys. All right.
0: <laughs> In other states, weed maps like has a whole third leg of like Uber drivers, essentially who drive weed orders around. Oh and, like, man. Weed maps—you can have your own opinion on it. I we do, but having somebody who can deliver is awesome.
1: Hmm. I really like this one. I really like this one. I see a whole sector of employment for people that's just yes. not there right now, and uh, also it's—it um, could help the state as well because I'm sure you're going to have to have a transport license, so the state's going to be collecting—you uh, know—fees on those. So boom. There we go. More money into the state, and then we have people out there making money. You know, working for themselves.
0: That, that noise was the half-hour timer. Do we need to do anything?
1: Well, that means that we're about. We should probably hit an intermission because it's going to cut okay. us off anyway. Damn! Right in the middle of something good. Right.
0: Uh, it, was, oh. it was for three people. We could just test it and see if it cuts off.
1: No, it does. The timer uh, doesn't matter. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, well- let me pull it up and see. I wish it, where's my timer?
0: Mm. All right. Uh,
1: I can see when I started so it, I was it was 56. Yeah, we got like two minutes. Oh,
0: it's okay.
1: <laughs> two, four okay, minutes. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I, I guess we're gonna have to drop for a second. All right, so. <laughs> So as you guys know as your listeners know we were mm, we were on some good there with the weed delivery uh, the house bill 1960, the weed delivery thing. but since we are new and poor, we're using the free version of Zoom and it cut us off right in the middle. <laughs> so <laughs> this is whatever that, that raw production you like hearing from us. Uh, yes, yes. so we are raw uh, you're here to grow and learn with us. <laughs> uh, so back, I'm just going to reiterate for my own self or for our own, for us, not you listeners, for us. <laughs> cool. 1960 by Representative Scott Fetgatter would propose that medical marijuana would authorize dispensaries to deliver to certain private residences. Man, I think that sounds awesome. As a consumer, it sounds awesome. As someone who wants to see more people with jobs, it sounds awesome. And as someone who wants to see more of this money going
0: into our state, that sounds friggin' awesome to me. (laughs) I mean, think about there, there are a percentage of medical cannabis patients in this state who are homebound and the the state's cannabis laws while being fairly liberal in almost every other regard are fairly restricted with regard to caregivers yeah so this could help somebody who has trouble finding a caregiver for whatever reason get weed without it being a massive pain in the ass or more
1: yeah it will reach more people who need it mm-hmm. it will reach more people who need it and also those of us you know, we'll also reap the benefits of the laziness of being able to just order it to our door. Uh, unless, of course, those restrictions apply to certain disabilities. But either way, I would like to pass. I would like the people who need it to get it and the people uh, who need to deliver it to them, uh, I, w- I want them to have the job,
0: you know? Yeah, that could be cool. Like, especially, I, I didn't read deep into the log again, but if it is for dispensary employees and not contractors, if there's some standards in that regard, that could be really cool. Like I would much rather see it be implemented personally from a, a full employee perspective than a gig economy perspective, but that's just me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, and and like I said, uh, yeah, you're going to have to go more into law because I don't know, like I was saying earlier, I don't know, there's going to be some sort of licensing because of the transport license, but then we were talking about that. The transport's
0: been thrown into the other commercial licenses, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's what I hear. And I'm not big up on it, but I hear that transport is the one that can be bundled in. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. So, for instance, you get the dispo license, the the seller license, you could have the potentially the the, the transport license would be bundled in with your fee there, your your yearly.
0: It, you're exactly right. And I think the thinking is like it's kind of bullshit that a dispensary doesn't need to get that to receive products, but if I'm a maker, it immediately is an extra liability and cost for me if I want to get it from my production facility to your dispensary oh yeah yeah (laughs) I mean that that explains the bundling to me personally yeah
1: um yeah that would I mean that would work I would I don't is that how it works it bundles with the commercial the like the grower and processing side and not the dispensary
0: that is my understanding. I okay, think I cool. think it's just one of those things you can't apply for it on its own, but otherwise you just kind of get it. Is my loose yeah. understanding? Yeah, because I mean, if it were on its own, then
1: you would just have to have a courier service, right? You'd just be weed taxi. Yeah.
0: Now, this this next point, Blake, I don't. I'm not super into this one. I think we could maybe skip it or just gloss on it. The two six seven four. Um. Uh, I don't know. I think they should be, I don't, uh, I like the OMMA. Let's explain it. Um, it's a, it's a, at least read it. It's, it's HB 2674 from representative John Eccles. Um, and it would transfer the Oklahoma medical marijuana authority, the OMMA we all know and love to the alcoholic beverage laws enforcement commission. Mm. Uh, in other words, transferring OMMA to Able. and sorry, please continue. I don't like it. Nope. That one I don't like. I'll keep them separate. They're doing a great job, man.
1: Yeah. First off, why why would you want, uh, uh, I mean, from a sales point of view, from what we've been seeing, uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe this is anecdotal. But from my experience here is alcohol sales have been hit hard since Mm -hmm. marijuana has come around, since medical marijuana. And I cannot see any reason to um transfer you know the handling of the laws of one to the other you know and these are competing they're competing right? first off
0: <laughs> and you're not really alcohol has no medical application no really? i sorry. mean it's a disinfectant but
1: you know that's about that's about it like they'll give
0: it to you in the hospital if you're an alcoholic to make sure you don't go into dts yeah <laughs> So like it's it, it creates its own medical problem. I mean, alcohol has its its
1: purpose, but it's not the alcohol you drink. I just want right. to make that put that out there for the listeners. We're talking about uh, what is it? Ethyl, ethyl right. is the one you can drink.
0: Right,
1: I think ethyl sure. ethylene alcohol, whichever one's safe for consumption, the one that, that we're talking about your whiskeys, your vodkas, all that stuff.
0: Drinking alcohol will make you blind. Make you blind.
1: So, so and that's the stuff we're saying doesn't have a medical use. Right. Yeah,
0: I'm talking about like consumption once wise. Family. Yes. yes. <laughs> and my other thing, and this is to be clear, 100% just a conspiracy theory thing that popped into my head. The alcohol industry has a lot of reason to not like the cannabis industry for the reasons that you just said. Yes. Further, the alcohol industry, like it or not, they're going to have some influence inside that office in any state, and especially probably a Republican state where the barriers between businesses and government aren't always as clear they're allowed more integration effectively you could I see i don't know
1: enough to comment on that aspect of it but that, yeah that, i that's get what because, you're saying
0: because of the whole big market thing anyway we don't need. Yes, to get yes um sorry um so you could see then those influences those lobbyists and so forth really being able to fuck with the rules that we enjoy yes mm-hmm. well I, mean, I don't think that
1: We've we've been at length in on this on this not episode but podcast especially and even more so in private man about just frick how great the laws are here you know the, the medical laws here they're fair they've got the the very I mean you've heard us talk about it listeners and I'm not gonna not gonna go into it now but yeah we we've got a good thing going here and I think the OMA is handling it. On their own, swimmingly, they okay. don't need anything from uh, Abel or a Black here. <laughs> but uh I think keep them separate.
0: Keep them separate. Yeah, no, vote that, that, that down. Gloss over, and now is the one I feel the most strongly about, besides maybe pets. Yeah, <laughs> I want to get my dog. Weed. I don't know, man. I want the
1: delivery. Yeah, that's cool. Too. Even if they're not delivering to me, I want that guy who can't drive to get his weed. You know. That'd be so.
0: very uh, what is next? Um, I'm looking okay. This one is kind of vague, but if it's what I think it is, it's huge. And this is again from Mr. Fettgatter, who's had some real hits and misses on here thus far. Um, Mr. Fettgatter says, but Mr. Fettgatter's HB 1961 would it, it is, I'm not gonna read the language. It has to do with the Oklahoma Adult Access to Marijuana Act, which by my understanding is the act that would in the year 2023 let anybody come in who's over 21 and buy weed with a higher tax rate
1: oh this is the separation of medical to recreational sort of thing yes and so, now
0: the thing is that says also so in the notes that again, sober question if i said your name I thank you i'm sorry to interrupt but like it says adult use referendum dude if they're putting that to referendum it's fucking sign sealed delivered buddy that's it really so this is yes, referendum we, is public vote right i that
1: i don't know man i'm it's out of my arena there i'm gonna please continue i don't mean to interrupt you i'm gonna Uh, look it up well what i was just gonna ask is because we've talked about this off the show and uh, i just want to clarify for listeners um what i understand with this bill would be that uh anyone over the age of 21 uh, within they might have some restrictions or something you know like felon status and things like that but uh anyone over the age of 21 can buy uh, marijuana at a dispensary but uh those without m- medical cards would pay a higher rate
0: right to the tune of I want to mm-hmm. say something like 15 to 18 percent higher.
1: yeah they'd incur uh, another tax so essentially, we would go to a recreational state with um, medical patients being given uh, a tax break. All Illinois. Okay.
0: I mean- Illinois does it in a stupid- Now,
1: it all depends on, uh, cause right, I think that would, I like it in, in, I like it on its face value. I like that it gives access to everyone. I right. mean, pricing, I'm not sure about like how much more, you know maybe a recreational user should have or should we go just straight up recreational that right. uh, i i don't know i i i toil with on my that's uh, a big thing opinions time. there yeah that's that's another topic i think
0: but I'm totally uh <laughs> now i was totally wrecked now i'm totally medical mm. i'm like the i'm like the dude who came over from fucking like The Philippines or Mexico and did it the right way and is now really mad at immigrants. Like fuck off, no. You know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, No, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like,
1: but that would require a lot of stuff to happen. Now that I think about it a little more, uh, because you'd have to determine. What qualifies medical now, and yep. we are very lax. There's not a qual. There's not a list. You know, like it's essentially all medical conditions are accepted here. You know, and uh, if this were to take can't place, tell you no. if this if this were to take place, that loose list would have to become more exclusive. Explain your reasoning. But if if not, then it's only it's only a, a, a bar- the only barrier is the fees. That's it. Right. You know, because anybody can say they have something wrong, you know? Right. And, and, uh and, and with the, the laws and all that it's, it's, I mean, it's kind of easy, you know, it's pretty easy. It's <laughs> literally, it's, very, it's very lax. Like your doctor takes your word for it. There, there it isn't an happen. exam, you know, <laughs>
0: They're they legally bound to do it unless they think you're going to overuse it to the point you hurt yourself or some other weird shit like that. They can't tell you no, uh
1: huh. Yeah, and that would have to change because then the only b- difference between a medical user and the recreational user that's paying the high tax r- uh price would be the fee. That's it,
0: dude. It's like Costco in the membership. <laughs> sorry to interrupt. Like at Costco, if you get the cheap ass membership, fine, you pay less right now. But if you get the premium membership, you get a percentage of your buyback. So it's well, like, are you going to spend enough to justify that extra seventy bucks?
1: Well, no. What I'm saying, you know what is, I mean? that extra. $2. What I'm saying is, calling it medical at that point is a uh, moot point. It's word, just a member. Yeah. It's just a membership card.
0: And my other thing is, I, I, I'm with you, man. I'm. I, it's a face value thing that ultimately I think is kind of stinky. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm high. Like. Uh, I I read that Oklahoma Weed Reddit. I'm on there all day posting and shit. There's some really cool, well-informed people there. And the consensus there seems to be that once you open up recreational and you open the gates like that, you yeah. remove your walled garden and big weed comes in. Mm-hmm. So right now, Oklahoma is a spectacular walled garden. You oh. do have your cookies coming in and your your brands that some people talk shit about. Man. But in, in, in general, it's local, man.
1: Yeah, and now that you mentioned that, I... I don't know if I like that because yeah, like I said, face value and now, uh, now we dig into it and my feelings are conflicted <laughs> because I don't want big weed. I like our walled garden right. or our, our walled garden is beautiful in here it's and people, and people want to see it because we love talking about it. People and, uh, and I want people to be charged admission to get in here because I don't want it ruined.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> you know, I, I tell people like, If you think Oklahoma sucks that bad, dude, if you're into weed, come down here and I'm going to give you a gummy and I'm going to take you up to the top of Mount Scott on a good day and it's going to be legal. And you still tell me you don't like Oklahoma, man.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd write a cover letter because I'm trying to uh, buy this house. Right. They, they turn me down or whatever. But in the cover letter, I what I let you make it gushy, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, I let them know that I'm from somewhere else. I reluctantly moved to Oklahoma because mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of people out here, you know, a lot of our listeners here, if you're transplants, you know what I'm talking about. When you think of Oklahoma coming from somewhere else, there's not much to think about. You know, it's the Dust Bowl state. It's flat, it's windy, it's dusty, right? There's not a lot to get excited about that we outsiders know. And then I did. I reluctantly moved here and I fell in love with the state. So yeah, dude, you know, like I don't remember where I was going with that. But uh, yeah, I want Oklahoma to remain Oklahoma
0: (laughs) in terms of weed and everything. Yes. But the weed system is almost perfect, man. It's almost fucking perfect. Let's not let's not take our delicate fucking little Lego system and then just dump the bucket on it, man. Let's not do that.
1: Yeah. And and I will say I want to preface that or not preface because I've already said things. But uh, (laughs) no, I want to say I've been living in Oklahoma since before the legislature passed. So it is not only weed. That makes me love this state. I just want to let you guys know that.
0: It enhances my love of this state. Oh,
1: it does every day.
0: <laughs> does the podcast have time for a good weed anecdote? Go for it. All right, here's what I love about Oklahoma, guys. I'm out with my wife and kids in the snow, and we're doing snow nuts because I'm an idiot, right? <laughs> and I I think I blow my tire. My tire's fucked up due to the snow nuts, and I, I fucking limp my car home. And I'm stopped and I'm stuck at home. So the first day I've got gummies. Of course, I've always got gummies and brownies. I'm like, man, I'm going crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking walk to Walmart. It's my son's birthday. I'm gonna be the good guy and walk to Walmart and get his cake, right? And Mm -hmm. not being a dick, just want to go on a walk. It's like a mile and a half away in the snow. A very pretty walk. So I get blazed with my gummies and my my brownie, and I start walking. And dude, not a half mile up the road, a guy in a pickup stops. And fucking he's like. Hey, you need a ride, which is you might expect not expect it, but you know, you wouldn't be surprised for that to happen in a good neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But then here the dude gives me his number and he's like, Text me and I'll come get you and give you a ride back so you can get more groceries and shit since you're stuck, right? Wow. And yeah. So this dude's a card holder, he's fucking super cool. We get to talking about weed, and now I've got a friend, man. And that would have been an awkward ass car ride if we didn't have that fucking weed connection, but we yeah. really helped there. That. So that's a good little thing of why I love weed, just in that little microcosm.
1: And also a good uh, reason to love Oklahoma, because the people, the people are hospitable enough because a little history from us, we're both from a small town in Southern Indiana, and it does have the Southern hospitality as well. And I live closer to Oklahoma City. I'm in more of an urban area and uh, people are the same, man. You get that Mm -hmm. same feel in urban areas, like it's that Midwestern hospitality, I guess.
0: (laughs) You can, like, look people in the eye and, like, people appreciate, like, excuse me and shit. Like, it's cool. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and they say, oh, here. So, ope. Uh, you know, <laughs> anywhere people say, ope to get by, you know, oh, excuse you know, uh, generally, there's they're mostly polite, I would say.
0: An underappreciated facet of Oklahoma is their most popular gas station chain doesn't make you think of semen every time you go there. <laughs> Unlike the Missouri chain come and go <laughs> <laughs> oh i do think of that every time
1: i'm like man that is a bold name <laughs> <laughs> oh and i chuckle at it because i'm an adult uh, i guess it's
0: telling that it's owned by sean kemp <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> sean Kemp does not own come and go <laughs> uh no it's matthew come
1: you didn't know that. Oh, right. Of course I forgot. And Wesley Go. Oh,
0: no. No, I think he I think he changed his name to like Jake Seaman. Uh, <laughs> I'm I. Okay. Um, uh, let's go back to our list now that we fucking I totally train act this here. <laughs> Why don't you pick do this one? SB442.
1: Oh, SB442 by Senator Nathan Dom or Dam. Must I hope it's done. Yeah, I hope it's damn, but D-A-H-M. Uh, sorry if I butchered your name, firearms, huh? Yep. Modifying inclusions for medical marijuana, cold ho- ho- card holders. Mm-hmm. I can't read, uh, cannot carry or use
0: firearms while under the influence of marijuana. Okay. So this, this is another one. And I don't mean so to jump in Um, that kind of has a weird sniff test. So right now, by the law, it's illegal to be a cannabis card holder and own a gun in the state by federal law. And it's something that so far it's just kind of overlooked, right? Like some gun shops may look and say, Hey, if you got a weed card in your wallet, I'm not gonna serve you. But generally they just look the other way. So this, if my understanding is correct, would make it strictly illegal. And I don't if so, if my understanding's right, I don't like that. I I under I don't the know. influence of is one thing, but anyway, well, sorry see now that's the thing
1: i know um last time i researched this was uh probably a year ago so i don't know what's happened since then but at that time they were trying to come up with a law to protect gun owners and omma uh, card holders who are also firearms owners they're trying to protect them on the state level right um if what you're saying, if that interpretation, cause I'm just looking at your notes here, I haven't actually read the, the thing. Um, yeah. What's his name? sober equestrian Yeah. Sober? equestrian I think. I'm gonna take okay. <laughs> All right, well, we've said your name butchered or right at least once or twice on here. So yes, sober um I'm just looking at his notes here I, I didn't read the actual bill you know uh man that seems like the opposite of what they were trying to do a year ago
0: so you know, maybe maybe we're jumping off the wrong thing maybe we're jumping to the wrong conclusion here though because if but, it literally just says um, don't shoot guns when you're high
1: cool well that's what i'm wondering because uh what they were trying to do was essentially equate uh marijuana with alcohol in regards to firearms because it is illegal to carry a firearm into an established drinking establishment if you intend to drink. Mm-hmm. Once you're under the influence of alcohol, you're no longer allowed to carry. Yeah. And I can I can see that being the same with marijuana, just like you can't be under the effects and drive you know
0: with with cannabis yeah it's not even maybe a question of judgment if anything i think in a lot of cases cannabis gives people better judgment it's more about the physical skill needed and the mental clarity and yeah i think that's fair and and that's coming from i'm a i've got a big ass tolerance i'm high all day every fucking day so like i'm thinking of the guy who isn't high that often and goes to his buddy's picnic and takes a couple puffs and decides he wants to shoot a shotgun maybe not cool
1: yeah, that's totally not cool. Yeah. I, no, I mean, it's and that's the same with alcohol, though, because you got the guy who has been drinking for years or, or like me. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I could have a few beers and shoot guns and be fine because I had such a high tolerance. My mental faculties, you know, weren't gone yet. But if I were to go drink a couple beers now. I should not touch if I mean I shouldn't have been but definitely not now I mean that alcohol is going to affect me way more, and I need not
0: touch a firearm because it would not be safe. And like in the same vein it's easier for them just to blanket bandit than to make you puff a breathalyzer before you shoot like. There's no good way to gauge it. And it's a lot easier to tell us experience guys Well, just don't fucking get high when you go shoot dipshit like that. Yeah, Yeah.
1: because there's also probably emergency provisions. And that's what the whole point of the court system is, is because if an emergency situation happens, let's like with alcohol, for instance, because there are established laws. Okay, (laughs) so with alcohol, for instance, let's say you're in your home. And you're drinking, you know, and you're good and blazed and or or drunk and someone breaks in your home and they do pose a threat or whatever. And you shoot and all that like they're not going to come at you for being drunk with a firearm, you know, like there's the extenuating circumstances. These are broad strokes for general safety.
0: Right. (laughs) And I think the law on the face is pretty fair in that sense. Yeah. All right. Now we're up to um, SB 445 from Senator Lonnie Paxton. It says, medical marijuana designating certain property as smoke-free, specifying method of certain measurement. Okay, I think we can pass this one. It says, oh, it says it does sneak in language that restores criminal penalties for businesses that sell to non-licensed individuals. On face, I'm ambivalent to that. It sneaks in language that restores criminal penalties. Oh. If you sell weed illegally, you should go to jail. knowingly
1: that's, so essentially it's putting into the law that wait so like the, the law itself so, is not a big deal. So, so basically it's putting in ahead, provisions sorry. to be able to punish dispensaries for selling black market right yeah Sounds yeah good yeah fine that's that's the that's business law there you go boom <laughs> That happens with all kinds of things, not just weed. You can't sell shit on the black market; it's illegal.
0: People should be held accountable and business fuck up.
1: Yeah, this is business. If you if we want cannabis to be taken legitimately as a legitimate business, you got to play by legitimate business rules.
0: Right. Which are very loose here already. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a pretty good one, easy one. Then um, let me. I'm looking at this one. Okay, that we just looked at that one. The next one is a house bill. 2216 from Kevin McDougal medical marijuana providing for the recognition of out-of-state medical marijuana certifications. Okay. So all this means is we talked about that system earlier where you've got to apply for an out-of-state OMMA license. Mm-hmm. This would remove that barrier. And if you've got an, an Illinois medical card or a Missouri card, that's cool. We'll take it.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. So it just takes the, it's well, yeah, I think that would, yeah, I think that's great. If you're going to, if you're going to open it up to out-of-state uh, card holders, why make it hard? Because right. really, you're only going to get. The, as I'm speaking as Oklahoma here, collecting their taxes. You're only going to get your money when they buy, and if you make it hard for them to buy, you're going to get less of them buying. You know, right. and you're going to collect up way more taxes than you are fees on uh, getting those out-of-state licenses. Oh, for sure, dude. So yeah. uh, already. So like. yeah, screw those licenses and do the thing. Do the I, I still can't remember the name for when two states essentially have the same license, so they accept each other's. I can't remember Re, uh, rest- reciprocity. Yes, that one. <laughs> yes, yeah. Do that. You're going to get. It. You're going to get way more tax revenue that way. Do it.
0: There's already like a gray market of people that come over from Missouri specifically because their scenes apparently not so great. I can't speak for uh-huh. it. But they—it's not great. They're not going over and selling, but they just—they get their 30-day cards and drive into fucking Tulsa and stock up. It's just like oh yeah, buy cigarettes really. But oh,
1: totally, man. It's—it's it's all about a gray market mule, you know. Even if it's for personal uh, use, you're—you know—you're some sort of low-level smuggler, you know, by law there. So yeah, let's dude, get rid of that different. status,
0: man. Let's reciprocate. Reciprocate. Now. <laughs> Um, here's one that's kind of boring. I don't know. The, I'm not, it's HB 2482 from Avery Fricks, which I'm sorry if I mangled that. Uh, and Rhett Fricks says that municipal employees cannot own medical marijuana businesses, but persons elected to a municipal position can. I mean, that's fair, but I don't know why you need to ban a municipal employee from owning a dispo if they want.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm, I don't know how much authority... Like, like in
0: a fucking snowplow driver, the guy that comes out and fix the potholes, own a fucking, oh, you know, oh, what's yeah. it matter?
1: Yeah, I know. Because he, he, yeah, he's, he's technically an employee, but he has no influence. So right,
0: maybe high yeah. level, people, but even then that doesn't bug me at all.
1: Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't
0: know. Dispensary. what the, Fuck
1: it. I don't know what the reasoning is on that one. And I do believe that uh, if you, if you, if you have the fucking fortitude to start a business, you should be able to try
0: in this market you're gonna get fucking everybody's gonna tell you to fuck off nobody's gonna shop Uh, when you open like
1: yeah yeah you got to come in with like some really good prices and good product you know to get noticed because it's a competitive business here already
0: it's got roots in that fucking black market and like it's not not to say people getting killed and shit but like there are business tactics going down
1: yeah it yeah corporate cutthroat sort of stuff right, right. yeah
0: whatever ass meetings go down i don't hear about that i don't know
1: <laughs> i'm on the outside i'm on the other side of counter man i don't know any of that stuff get <laughs> on reddit sometimes
0: <laughs> um okay so last on our list this one might affect us personally and if i understand it right it upsets me um i'm just going to read again the excellent notes provided by our reddit Prince so of this of business to business organizations cannot use cash must use quote unquote performance bond issued by state insurance. So if this means, I don't like it at all anyway, because I don't like the thought of, well, if a dispensary wants to do business with another business, they have to have a fucking government bond and get the government getting their hands in it. And that's what this sounds like to me. And especially if it's all B2B. Uh, Blake and I are in the process of working on a marketing company that that would do B2B services to dispensaries and other people in the cannabis industry. And that could mean that we have to get fucking government bonds to design a page for them and do shit that's wild man that's a no how
1: (sighs) no yeah no what's the purpose
0: i and that this could be my read of it i didn't look deep into it because it pisses me the fuck off i just read it right before we came on but i don't probably usually government bonding my very bad understanding is used as a kind of security and a kind of way to make sure that shit goes down right because it's backed by the government. So whenever yeah. you got a fucking a performance, I don't know what a performance bond in particular is, but if it's provided by state insurance, it is ostensibly a risk reduction measure of some sort.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't see what, why is it? it just, I'm going to look into this that, real quick. I, I don't remember. know. Yeah. I don't, not sure. I understand that one enough. It seems like I mean, they're adding uh, an unnecessary barrier. That's my half-hour timer. Does that matter to you? Um, that means we're just going to wrap it up after this one. We're about out of time, folks. Uh, that's a Zoom letting us nope. know
0: that. <laughs> In that case, we'll look into this for next time.
1: Uh, yeah, we got we got a couple minutes to do a wrap let's, up here, and uh, let's
0: do our off the rip. Rip off
1: off the rip. Okay,
0: I've got one I'd like if that's okay. Go for it. What is a piece of weed etiquette you really disagree with or just refuse to follow?
1: Oh, I know one. I know one for I'm ready. Go All ahead right. with yours though. No, I want to hear yours, please. <laughs> okay. Cornering bowls, man. I never corner bowls because I'm I'm a bong smoker and usually I clear the bowl, you know. So mm-hmm. I forget about the bowl cornering and everything and everyone, you know, I don't know. Like I can't tell the difference in the taste from the green hit to the, you know, not as green hit. So I don't corner bowls,
0: man. I'm, uh, you know, I don't agree with you, but I, I respect the area from which you reason. Hey, I, I try know. to corner bowls if it's a big thing
1: for other people, but I'm just saying, oh. if you hand it to me, I'm not right. going to corner it unless you ask me to.
0: I mean, like, and that it doesn't bug me. I don't ever remember thinking, God, he doesn't corner or even noticing it, but like yeah. here, maybe it's the difference between living solo and living with two people. Because in our house, if somebody doesn't corner the bowl, the other one will go. Well, you didn't fucking corner it, and oh. <laughs> you know you don't want to you don't want to put yourself up to that level of pressure when you're trying to get high with your beloved partner. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, but uh, um, I, mine is more like this is something that I see less of. The more people are exposed to and more used to really kind of constantly consuming weed, I don't like the idea that if I'm smoking a bowl here chilling with you i gotta light it and pass it to you and then you gotta light it and pass it to me and then i gotta light it and pass it to you and And even if there are multiple fucking devices around we're gonna share that one device that's being used yeah yeah i don't like like that like at your house blake i even bring my own piece for various reasons you know out of respect to your shit and Uh, i I will always use an individual piece that's marked as mine when i come up for a couple days right unless you want me to try one of yours yeah and at home um now, Amanda and I will share bong rips if we're both in the mood and dabs, but we really don't care that, you know, just to have two separate pieces sitting, talking and smoking in it. I like
1: that. Yeah. Lot. I've never thought of that. Like I do. I mean, I become part of the circle. I think it's more about being a part of a circle. Right. <laughs> it's, right. it's about, I don't know, it just because it just naturally always happens because I think a lot of us came up you know, buying fucking dime bags off some right. dude, you know, uh wherever. And all we had was the one J. And so we'd stand around and smoking. Bags. Yeah. You know, and I don't know, maybe that's just something that influenced our behavior. <laughs> but yeah. I totally get it. It's it's kind of one of those unwritten rules that's stupid.
0: <laughs> right. It, it makes sense before, not now.
1: Yeah. Now. Yeah. It made sense in the time of scarcity (laughs) in the before time yeah in the before for time but uh now we have an abundance so it's like yeah Yeah. you smoke yours over there i'll smoke mine over here and we can bullshit i'm fine with that i don't know maybe that's something that phase
0: out (laughs) with like like the specialized tools and shit dabbing is somewhat of a different animal but as you accumulate more pieces even that can be overcome well yeah that that's also
1: scarcity thing you know, if you have more than one smoking apparatus, you can do it. But if you don't, you have to pass it. So
0: and I can't even fuck with concentrates too much. Like, cause I'm afraid they're going to steal my flower tolerance. I say up for like, you know, once a day, at the end of the day, I might take like three big fucking concentrate. Rips, mm. But that's about it for me. Yeah.
1: I do dabs very irregularly. I'm a flower guy.
0: But I did go and buy, like I, I had, whenever I got that big windfall here a couple weeks ago, yeah. I went out and bought like all of the brands I wanted to try and I bought like three or four grams of each. We probably ended up getting close to like a quarter of, of concentrates <laughs> and dude, I've got just a fucking buffet selection here and it's like one of the best presents I ever bought myself. It's amazing. I got oh. all the tastes and highs I could ever dream of. Oh, that's nice. Well, speaking
1: of that, we are getting about to the end of the zoom time, so we're going to have to cut it short. Uh, this was our first test recording with our uh, uh, remote uh, set up here. Um, hopefully it was good for you guys. It was fun for me. I'm feeling good. I'm going to go get super baked after this. How about you? Yep. yep. I'm going to go shoot basketball <laughs> and get high. All right. Well, uh, we'll catch you next
0: time. Smoke and Okies is the premier Oklahoma cannabis podcast, starring Brandon Blake and Evan Wade, produced by Cannabis Web Media Group, CWMG. Don't forget to follow us here on Spotify and be sure to reach out for Smoke and Okies Pod on Discord, Instagram, and Facebook. We do not sell or provide cannabis or marijuana products. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Stay high, but don't drive that way.